I was conceived amidst the smell of damp canvas on stony ground. My life had clattered into the universe on a honeymoon between two people who had no business being married. My parents consummated their happy day on a campsite in Corby. I was unplanned. My life had begun in a tent. If we were living in ancient Greece, the fates would have thrown their arms up in horror. Was my destiny to be forever entwined with guy ropes, thick rusty zips and a pervading aroma of mildew? Or would I, like the heroes before me, be able to surmount the dreadful cards I'd been dealt? If I embarked on an eternal holiday-based struggle, then one day, if the gods gave me the thumbs up, I might reach the heady peaks of staying in a caravan with a toilet that actually flushed. Imagine that. But I had a long way to go before I reached those blessed shores. My tent trials were only just beginning. The wedding of my parents had caused something of a stir in the small Welsh mining village of Treherbert. Sitting at the top of the Rhondda Valley, the village was typical of the area. Mining was its beating heart, and small, tight terraces squashed themselves into knots at the base of the mountains. Wales's major industry was on its last legs, but that was the furthest thing from anyone's mind on a sunny day in August 1966. England had just won the World Cup, and one of Treherbert's favourite sons had returned to get married and show off his new bride. It should have been a day of joyous celebrations, but instead the happy couple was greeted with incredulous stares. The bride was dressed in black, and no one knew why. Is it because she's English? my Aunt Gwenny had asked in a whisper. Is it true she's a feminist? mumbled a neighbour, standing on a flagstone step to get a better look, a suggestion that was beaten down with a flurry of hand gestures and urgent shushing. The small crowd gathered outside my grandmother's house couldn't believe their eyes. They'd already thrown confetti at the wrong person, my mother's younger sister Phyllis, who had come dressed in white and was now standing flicking tiny bits of paper off herself and looking mortified. My mother, who only thirty minutes previously had been declaring that she wasn't going to get married, was wearing a huge black Spanish mantilla and looking the perfect picture of misery. Why can't you be normal? Phyllis had wailed in an upstairs bedroom. This is so embarrassing. Phyllis, snapped my mother, Brenda, who was in no mood for platitudes. I am not getting dressed in white. I will not bow to the patriarchal expectations of society. I am wearing black in solidarity for all women suffering at the hands of men. Then why are you even getting married? cried her sister. All right then, declared my mother suddenly. You're right. I'm not going through with it. That's it. Wedding's off. But I've got dress now, whined her sister. And Margaret Evans told me if you didn't marry Tony, then she would. And she sleeps with firemen. Fuck her then, replied my mother. And that was that. My mother stood, dressed in her black outfit, to a deafening silence that was only broken when my father's brother-in-law, Roy, came out to do the scramble, a valley tradition where pennies are thrown into the street for children to collect. As the children scurried around her, jostling for coins, my mother began the short walk to the Welsh Baptist Chapel, where she would be wed, cheered on by nothing but audible gasps.
She had refused flowers and had no one to walk her up the aisle. She was nothing if not determined.